Great day, great day, everyone. Happy Saturday to you wherever you are. Might be morning, might be evening, might be night, but we're so happy that you're here with us. And I have a question for you. Do you love your life or career? We're going to get into that today on episode 34. And today on episode 34, we're going to talk about career design, creating a life or business you love. Let's get started. Welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show where you are entering the stress-free leadership zone. What's in your cup? So good morning, everyone. We have an amazing, fantastic, wonderful show for you today. So I'm going to bring up my amazing panel and we are going to get ready uh, to rock and roll here. So I am so, so happy to be back and joining you for another episode. You know who we are. Welcome to the Coffee with Rhonda show. We are a group of coaches, thought leaders, entrepreneurs, authors. We get together and we just have a conversation over a cup of coffee at the coffee table. We talk about the goods, the bads, the ups and downs, and the experiences that come along with being a leader in today's world. So this is episode 34, and we're gonna talk a little bit about career and <clears throat> career and lifestyle design, which is right in my wheelhouse. If you all know me, don't don't just don't be surprised if I get a little excited during the show today. So um, before we introduce the rest of our guests and our co-hosts, uh, we got a few housekeeping items, of course. First and foremost, don't forget to tell us your name, where you're watching from, what's in your cup. We want to know what's happening with you out there. And I do have a big, huge favor to ask of you. As we go through this conversation, if you feel it is valuable and helpful, please share the video. There is someone out there who wants to hear this information and as well. So don't forget to like and share. And then also, and this one is really important. We need your comments. We need your feedback. You all power the show. You know we like to hear what you're thinking as we go through our discussion. So comment on anything that resonates with you. Now, with all of that aside, my name is Rhonda Y. Williams, and I'm your host for the show. And I am a recovering stressed out leader. That's right. That's me. But today what I do is I help leaders and entrepreneurs decide it is time to stop the madness and I help organizations take the actions and the steps necessary towards creating a stress-free culture. So what's in my cup today? I am drinking prickly pear green tea. That's what I have in my cup today. And so let's go through and we'll introduce uh, the rest of our panel who will be having this amazing discussion with us today. Uh, we're going to start with you, Mariah. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, good evening to you. Good evening, here. Good evening here. And uh, I'm so happy to be back. I, I'm actually quite, uh, you know, happy and full of energy for somebody who's uh, ready to go to bed. So my name is Mireille. You should know me by now. Mireille, I'm based in Perth in Australia, and I am the greatness engineer. For those who know, know me, I'm the CEO of the Mirai Lekima Global Leadership Organization. Um, uh, I have a background in engineering in the oil and gas industry, and I'm also doing a lot of work on empowerment work, global empowerment work for uh, all over the world. So that's me, and uh, hello, everybody. Wonderful. So, Mireille, um, first, uh, I know you're going to be getting ready for bed, but with all that energy, you might need something in your cup to calm you. Wait, do you have a cup? <laughs> My cup is there, so I might have to move a little bit to go and get it. So. Okay. Wait, no worries. And I also want to just take a moment to um, congratulate Marae on her the launch of her magazine. It looks beautiful. It's amazing. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. So I'm also an editor in chief of a new magazine. So that's uh, that's an, an addition to to everything that I do. Absolutely, Marae. After the show in the comments, be sure to type where they can go and check out your magazine. It's pretty phenomenal. Not a problem. I'll do that. Wonderful. So good morning, Ms. Raj Jones. And then we're going to get to 
to our special guest joining us. Good morning, Roz. How are you? Good morning. I am great. I am Roz Jones, the CEO and owner of Jacksonville's Best Caregivers, where we provide four levels of care to your loved one's sitter, homemaking companion, home health aid, and certified nursing assistant. When you can't do it all, yeah. you give us a call. Us a so. call. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Roz, what you got in your cup? So to kind of chime on 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 our conversation earlier with Douglas, I'm 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 cleaning myself. I have a cleansing tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Rod, it's early. We starting off already. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yep. Okay, and um, uh, so we have our special guest joining us today, and. Uh, Mr. Doug McKee, we are so happy to have you. Please tell us a little bit about you. Who are you and what you got in your cup? <laughs> I'll start with my cup and I hope it's not, it's not like what Roz has in her. You know? <laughs> I'm, this morning I'm drinking some coffee from Chiapas, Mexico. It's called Altura, which means it's, it's raised it and it's grown at a higher level. Sun-dried, really kind of cool stuff. Very cool, very cool. Thank you so much. So tell us, who are you? Uh, not sure yet. No, no, no. Um, I'm a nurse anesthetist with over 45 years of experience, but my passion has actually been how to start it off with how to help my patients be less anxious about what I was going to do to them. And that has kind of grown into trying to help everybody be less anxious, which grew into more things about life skills. And so right now what I'm doing is I help people upgrade the life skills that we learned as toddlers, which are actually running our life, to versions that can help us have more close and nurturing relationships, make consistently better choices, and do all that without creating so many negative emotions. So that's basically where I am. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And what a noble, um, you know, it's it's pretty awesome uh, that, you know, the group of us here, we basically at the end of the day, we all do things a little bit differently. But at the end of the day, it's all about helping people live a better life and, and get more out of this wonderful journey that we all get to live. So we have a couple of folks out there watching already. Jeffrey's out there. Good day to you, Jeffrey. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Stephanie is out there, our wonderful Stephanie. Hey, Steph, good morning to you. Thanks for tuning in. You guys out there, don't forget to like and share the video. And we're going to jump into our conversation today because this is going to be a good one. You know, I started with that question, um, you know, do you love your life or your career? Do you love your life or career? Many of us, when we get into the throes of life, get to a place where we feel like, um, we don't get to love our life or our career. We just get what we get and we just need to take it and deal with it. Um, but I am not of that mindset, not at all. I really do believe that you have an opportunity in front of you right now to begin creating a life that you love. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And today when we're talking about this, we're going to frame it as life or career design, life or career design. And so the first um Thing that I want to share. Let me frame our, converse, our, our conversation by sharing um, some statistics that I, I saw that I thought were um, quite interesting. So there was a study out of, I think it was Australia, and there was a, a lady who did a lot of work with patients in the hospice area. And as she worked with them, she would ask them the question of, you know, now looking back, you're getting to the end of your life now. Is there anything you regret? Is there anything you would do differently? Um, and let me share some of what she came up with in terms of how they responded. Can you all see this graphic? Yeah. Wonderful. So she said some of the top regrets that she came up with was people would say, I wish I pursued my dreams and aspirations and not the life others expected of me. That was number one. Number two was, I wish I didn't work so hard. Number three was, I wish I had the courage to express my feelings and speak my mind. Number four, I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And number five, I wish I had let myself be happier. 
I thought those were powerful as I as I looked at them because I wish I had let myself be happier. I wish I didn't work so hard. I wish I had pursued my goals and my dreams. And I think that's perfect for what we're talking about today. Uh, and Nima joins us. Hey, Nima, great to see you at the show. Don't forget to jot your thoughts on anything that resonates with you. And Emmy is out there. Well, great topic. Excited to watch that. Thanks so much, Emmy. So as we're talking about this, I want to frame it in that context. So let me just do a rapid round fire really quickly. I'm going to come to each of you. Just give me your quick gut instinct for what does it mean to design your life, right? What does that mean to you? Uh, and as our special guest, Doug, I'm going to start with you. What does that mean to design your life? Wow, there's, being that there's so many different things that I'm interested in, I'm, I'm one of those original shiny, shiny object people. Um, I think designing my life is having the skills, the freedom and ability to make the kind of choices that you know, are, are going to evolve my life and benefit the planet. And within that, well, I'm open to almost anything. Hmm. Wow, that's awesome. I love that. And thank you for being short and sweet because I'm going to do this one rapid fire because then we're going to break it down a little bit more. So um, uh, there's a piece in there that you mentioned that I'll come back to. So, Marae, what does it mean for you to design your life? Uh, okay, so, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a profound question, isn't it? And it, it, sometimes those are the things that we don't think about. Uh, I mean, designing my life means, you know, I plan, uh, you know, what I want to do next. And uh, based on, you know, on what uh, is going to make me happy and what's going to, you know, uh, going to respect the value that I have and uh, be able to, uh, to enjoy, basically, the life to the fullest. So there's the planning aspect, there's the happiness aspect, and there's also the connection that you know i really want to play uh, to to make in my life so Wonderful. that i can have a full life uh, uh, in a way i love that so uh so okay so roz what about you what does it mean to design your life i think you're a mute you're a mute yeah <clears throat> I said, design my life, and I don't care what nobody else thinks. There you go. <laughs> so, okay, so, so what I hear you saying is design your life is do you. <laughs> right? Whatever you is, which is a really great place. So, so let's now go into that and break that down because we're talking about, I heard Doug say some things about sort of multiples and options and you know having lots of opportunities to do lots of different things and and then from array it was sort of these different aspects i want to be able to plan it out it's got to include for me uh, a measure of connectedness and happiness and then raj just wants to do whatever raj wants to do right <laughs> which is great so in all of this as i take it away what i hear is flexibility mm -hmm. and options right? Flexibility and options. But how do you do that when most people feel like life is just happening to them? Mm -hmm. right? I know a lot of folks who believe that life is happening. And uh, Maria just joined us as well. Hello, Maria. Great to see you back on the show. Uh, and then uh, we have Nima who said yes. And she said, I love that answer. You know, you guys, Type in the comments, what does it mean to you to design your life? Because I want this to, I want y'all to think through this with us as we go through this conversation. So many people feel like life happens to them. Mm -hmm. So how do you get from life happening to you to designing your life? Because in the work that I do, I, I work with a lot of leaders who are sort of in the thick of things, really focused on um, the work that they have to do. And they feel stuck. And they really can't see beyond sort of how do I, I can, I think there's something over there, but I don't know how to get over there. Do you got a bridge? Do you, you got a step ladder for me? Like, how do I get from here to there? So how do mm -hmm. you get from where they are today and life happening to them to moving to that place where you're designing this life business and career you love? 
How do you start doing that? So, Roz, I'm going to come to you first on this one, and then, Doug, I'll come to you. We can't hear you, Roz. Oh, she asked me. I couldn't hear her. I'm sorry. Oh, that's I'm okay. No, um, no, for me, well, so I know I'm going to go there this morning. Yes. Yeah, so how do we get from where people are now, where they feel a little stuck and just doing their current work? How do they start to move in that direction of designing their life? Ross? You got to stop letting other people control you. You got to stop letting other people control you. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. 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 Stop letting other people control you. I'm not worried about your opinion. And at the end of the day, how does this information improve the quality of my life? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like so, so, you know, I, I used to worry about, oh, what, what so and so think if, if I wore this kind of dress or if I wore this kind of outfit or if I said this type of thing. I would be worried about it now. I don't give a rat's tail. It's all about me. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. We, you know what? And God, how many years, though, does it take us to get to that point? We are, many years we're in that I do, I got rat's tails and I care about them, right? And so it takes us a while to move. To mm -hmm. that point, so I want to just acknowledge a couple of folks out there. Catherine is a new name for us. Hi, Catherine. Thank you so much for joining. Uh, we've got uh, Nima said, go, Raj. She is right there with you. And then Stephanie says, designing my life means going inward and creating my life from the inside out. It's an inside game. Mm -hmm. That might be the comment yeah, 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 yeah. early in the show, Stephanie, so mm -hmm. I can't. Can't guarantee you that that's gonna stand, but, uh, and Nima said, she's in my head. So let's build on what Roz is saying. You begin moving towards creating that life that you love by not letting others control you, by moving beyond that. Doug, what would you add to that? How do folks start moving? I think, I, you know, I think Roz really hit on something that's incredibly important because uh, I know an awful lot of people who do allow life to control them. But I think in a way that that is, that's a function of two things. Number one, they don't have the skills that they need to make their own decisions. And number two, they're so terrified of making a decision themselves that they allow other people to make their decisions for them. And in that, they escape the blame. Something goes wrong. It's not my fault. It wasn't my shift, you know? Mm, but the world is happening to them. Um, that's right. But they, are, they need to understand one thing that they are always cause in their life, mm -hmm. even to the choice to be total effect. So they decide to give up their life for mm -hmm. somebody else's idea. And I think that that's, you know, that's lethal for all of us. And I think that, you know, the leaders that get stuck in that, uh, we see them now. They're stuck mm -hmm. in this idea that cash is the only thing that counts. Mm -hmm. they, you know, they could give a rat's tail. Thank you. <laughs> I would like to have said that, but I would have probably said it differently. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there, we have to be able to do good because, mm -hmm. I mean, for humanity and for the planet, you know, somewhere in there. Because if we don't, you know, every choice creates the next step in our life and it creates a mirror that reflects back to us who we are. Mm -hmm. and if, if our life is bankrupt, as in all we care about is cash, mm -hmm. then that's all we ever see ourselves. You know? And so the, the people who give up control of their lives, they believe their life is controlled. Mm -hmm. And they, they don't know what to do. So you're touching on something, Doug, that's really important. And that is, number one, your locus of control, right? You have to understand that you have control and you are the cause. I love the way you stated that, that you are a cause in mm -hmm. your life. And um, and Stephanie said, designing my life means connecting with the power within myself. Mm -hmm. As a man thinketh, so is he. I love that. And so Angie's out there also. Good morning, Angie. Great to see you. So as we continue, let's continue this conversation, Marae. How do we begin moving? So we've got, you know, really going beyond 
judgment of others mm -hmm. and being consumed and held hostage by that. Uh, we've also got taking ownership and accountability for your own. What would you add to that to the person out there who is stuck and needs to be mm -hmm. moving forward? Yeah, I, I think I just want to go back a little bit on, you know, on the, the fact that we are stuck because, I mean, from when we are born, you know, there's this domestication that we go through, you know, starting from our parents and then people around us. So we, we don't know better, basically. It's uh, for us, that's life. And we just, you know, let life happen. And, and then, you know, we, we, we need this shift and the shift happen when and, and I agree with Stephanie, when we go inside and we understand who we are and what we uh, we're looking for and understand that, you know, we have, you know, we have the power and we manifest, you know, whatever we have inside, we're going to manifest it, you know, outside. So understand the power that we have and, 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 and really, you know, uh, listen to ourselves because I think that's what's missing sometimes, you know, we, we don't, we're looking for, um, for the uh, solution of anything that's happening in our life outside. And we forget to go inside to understand how did we contribute to that? How can we change things? And how can you, we, we design the mindset that will help us to design the life that we want? So the mindset is really important. Set the right mindset and, uh, and also, um, Make sure that you know we uh, connect with the right people because that that's that's also another another thing is that you know you can have ideas about how you want to run your life, but if you have negative people around you always putting you down, we actually always uh, make sure that you, you you don't believe in yourself, then it becomes a problem. So. Two aspect, which is you know know who you are. Second aspect is you know mind your, the environment in which you evolve because that's going to be very very key on what you're going to do to design the life that you, you want to have. I love this. This is a really powerful conversation. And, um, and Stephanie says, Douglas, you're right. Every decision we, we uh, take creates momentum. <clears throat> and that's something we don't often talk a lot about is momentum. Uh, and so we're, we're, we probably need to come back to that. I'm going to jot a mental note. Hopefully I don't lose it because sometimes our conversation goes other places. Um, but I want to now talk about, so we know that here are some things you can do to begin getting the shift, right? To just begin getting a little bit of push, a little bit of movement so that you can begin moving your life forward. But now I want to talk about something really specific. People say, and, and I'm sure that all of you guys have experienced this in the work that you do. I don't know what I want to do. I don't know which way to go. I don't know. I don't know what's next. I've been doing what I've been doing so long. I know that I really don't want to do this, but I'm not sure what I do want to do. Right. I'm not sure what that other thing is. How do people begin to 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 connect the dots? And, and I was sharing with Doug uh, before we got on the air that there is a group out of Stanford, um, a group of researchers, and they, they have a class, they have a book, they do workshops on life and career design. And um, they actually use design thinking in the, in the way that they set this up. And one of the things that they say, one of their main concepts is to connect the dots. In order to design the life that you love, you need to connect the dots. You need to understand, connect what you believe with what you do, right? with how you feel, Con connect those dots and to have meaning, to do something that has meaning. So if you can connect those dots, they say you have a greater chance at happiness than, than other people because you've connected those things with your beliefs and how you really feel, what you really value is important to you. So how do you begin to, um, to say, let's take me for example. So I was a C-suite, uh, executive in healthcare for many, many years. And I began to make this shift to say, you know what? I want to do something else. There was more to me. There's something else. But that was a really scary place to go, honestly, you know, at the very onset of it. But so how can people begin to get clarity in themselves of what that it is on the other side 
And then number two, so number one, how do they get clarity? Number two, how do they get the courage? Mm -hmm. Right? How do they get clarity and how do they get courage? So Doug, let's start with you on this one. Wow, Uh, that's amazing. Um, I kind of want to touch on something Murray said as kind of a a, a reading to this. Um, What we know about the limits that we're all talking about is that we know that the life skills that we have, the skills with relationships, emotions, making choices, value, self-esteem, identity, personality, and trust, that all of those skills, the development of those skills begins at the moment of our conception. Mm-hmm. It peaks when we're 18 months. Mm-hmm. It's mature by three. It has become automatic subconscious habits by five, and it doesn't change after seven. Wow. So actually, we're running our life right now with the limits that are imposed by the life having the life skills of a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And so, what if you if you look at how does a five-year-old relate to the world? What kind of relationships can they have? What kind of choices can they make? What kind of emotions are they allowed? You know, we see that we've got this little tiny line that we're supposed to follow. Now, you know, we can step out of it as more as adults, but those things have such hooks in us for the rest of our life that I, you know, what I teach is that we need to overwrite those skills with skills that are made for the world of a teenager and an adult, the world you know that empower us to take hold of the potential that we have, instead of believing in those limits that we learn as tiny children, because it, you know a five-year-old can't branch out; it can't change from a C-suite you know nursing executive to something that is palatable. You know it can't become uh, you know. A petroleum engineer or run your own home health. It just wouldn't happen. But there's something that happened in you that made the choice easier than staying where you were. Mm-hmm. That happened to all of us. Wow. That's a really great point, Doug, is that there's some, there's a trigger, right? Mm-hmm. There, there's usually some sort of a trigger. So Roz, people are trying to get clarity and courage. Any words of wisdom on how do they get, number one, the clarity to know what that it is? And before you respond, um, this is a a comment out there. Stephanie said, honestly, I think most of us know what it is that we really want to do. But somewhere along the line, we start to believe that what we really want is is not possible. So we push it back in our minds. Um, And then Nima said, for instance, the timing of this show is divine intervention. Awesome. That's great to hear. So, Roz, how do people begin to get that clarity and that courage, the two C's necessary for beginning to create a life we love? Roz, can you hear me? Yes. As everybody else has been saying that sometimes the clarity comes voluntarily. You know, it's a it's a natural shift. I know I'm making plans, preparing. I have a strategy. And other times mm-hmm. uh, you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, you're volunteered into this. You've lost a job and you have to make a shift. So, you know, there are a couple of things that happen that can cause you to, you know, come into, you know, t- to be a nurse, to be a doctor or, or whoever. And so with that, then you have to sit down you know, just, you know, just like I did, um, I was in, you know, uh, corporate as well, you know, with Blue Cross and Blue Shield and was, was doing well and fell into this by accident only because I volunteered mm. to help somebody. And when I volunteered, then I fell in love with it. So then I had to reshift my focus and say, was it, was it the money or was mm. it the service? And when I began the service, eventually mm-hmm. the money came. So, you know, my mind shift uh, set just like, you know, Doug was talking was like, I was, you know, I was for the love of money, like, like, like the, I think it was the OJs or the spinners <laughs> saying the song for the love of money. But then I realized that there was more to life than that. And all it took was a moment. It took a situation. It took just, you know, my life from Sunday to Sunday, it just took that shift and, Ta-da, here I am. Wow. You know? So um, 
you know, it, it can happen a couple of ways. You have to sit down and decide, you know, you have to sit down and say, which way am I going? Am I going to go the way that I really want, you know, you know, th that my heart is pulling me? Am I going to, you know, you know, stay with the money? But I'm glad for my personal self that I made the shift because now, you know, uh, after these few years that I've been in a business now, you know, the rewards are coming. The rewards are coming and everybody has to remember too there's a process with all of this it doesn't happen overnight mm -hmm. everything that we do there's a process it's not going to come in six months it's not going to come in six years sometimes sometimes it takes 10 years but again you got to get the right people around you now i had some biscuit heads around me god knows i did <laughs> but <laughs> i have <laughs> i have improved the quality of my life by improving who's in my circle and removing those who did not have i let those fly away that didn't belong and i kept those close to me that i needed to keep close and now we can move on to the next person Okay, hold on one second. Marie has a really long, thoughtful comment out there that's going to cover up you guys on the screen for just one second here. Most live, most live ninety-five percent on autopilot and consciously uh, think about many of the things we're and don't consciously think about many of the things we're doing today. Too much routine and autopilot responses can lead to becoming stale, and the outcomes we don't really want. But being intentional. Uh, and setting personal goals. We often are intentional. Uh, when we are intentional, we get pushback. Yeah, people will start to push back on us, Marie. So, you know, it's one of those things you have to move away. I love the premise of that, which is which is something you were speaking to earlier, Doug, the autopilot, right? Being stuck on autopilot. And is that why I still love French fries today? Because it's the five-year-old in me. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get rid of the French fries, but they just well, maybe call him anyway. TMI, too much sharing. So um, we're going to move on and just talk. So Stephanie also says, "I hear what you saying, Roz, is that we have to have the courage to step off of our square." Absolutely. So clarity and courage is what people need in order to begin moving forward. So, Ray, how do you follow Roz? I, I have no idea, but good luck with that. I, I, I don't know how I follow Roz, but the one thing that I, I, I really wanted to say is that uh, it's it's also about, uh, and, and I think it, it, it connects all the dots that, you know, everybody, you know, mentioned is, you know, we we don't want to step out of the comfort zone we want to be comfortable and uh, and designing our life means that we have to take risk we have to be comfortable with it and uh, and sometimes we know what we want and and stephanie mentioned it but because it's going to make us uncomfortable we don't do it we stay mm -hmm. where we are and avoid you know thinking about what we're gonna uh, want you know to do in one in one year in two years so we, we basically let, leave everything to chance and stay comfortable where we are and and sometimes it needs a serious trauma or a serious situation to make, to really push us to to uh, to the brink and uh, and and when we are in this, this survival mode, then things start to come out and we, we realize that, you know, whatever we do, then we have to plan and move forward. We can't just stay where we are. Wow. I, I love, okay, so now we're in the whole comfort zone thing. So I think we got to go there for a moment, right? Because so many of us, when I look at clients who are saying they are stuck, mm -hmm. the what they're saying is that they're comfortable. Yeah. Right, I'm comfortable where they. Yeah. <laughs> I'm comfortable where, where I am, <laughs> and you know what? I don't want to do all this other stuff. Don't tell me I can do anything I want because that's hard. Right? Mm -hmm. That means I gotta. Oh my gosh! I, so there is a quote, um, and I gotta put it up right now because I was gonna share it at the end of the show, but it's so perfect for where we are mm -hmm. now. Um, it really requires us to think about this. So. Let me just share this one with you. Wow, very interesting. True. We can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking 
we used when we created them. Mm -hmm. The famous and amazing Albert Einstein. So let me say that again. We can't solve problems by using the same kind of thinking we used when we created them. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna expand this a little bit. It's even beyond the same type of thinking. It's taking the same actions, it's doing the same things, it's wanting the same outcomes, right? If you are going to do something different, what's the definition of insanity, right? You want to, you know, you're expecting different results while you're doing the same thing over and over and over. But I have reframed the definition of insanity and I created my own new definition of insanity. It's it's kind of so like me, right? Just to make up my own definition of insanity. But but my definition of insanity is expectation without action. Mm -hmm. Expectation without action. So what are you expecting to change in your life and your world? And what are you willing to do? What kind of actions will you take in order to make that happen? So Maria says, rule of thumb, know your circle. Make sure everyone in your boat is growing and not drilling holes when you're not looking. Get out of my boat. I like this. Maria, everybody in my boat drilling holes has to, has to get out. I, they are going overboard fast. Um, and then Maria says, the book I'm currently writing touches on this subject. Awesome. Congratulations on writing the book, Maria. That's very cool. And Stephanie says, yes, Maria, we have to be intentional about designing our lives. One of the other things that uh, Doug and I were talking about before we went on air was, imagine if we brought the same strategy to our general life that we bring to business, right? And that strategy, I'm wondering if bringing that type of strategy could help us get beyond this whole comfort zone thing. Right. Because we're so comfortable where we are. Can we put a strategy and a framework to what we do that allows us to ease out of the comfort zone and not leap out of the comfort zone? Because I think that's where the fear is. If people feel like they've got to go too far, too fast, it's very scary and they will hesitate and they will pull back. But if we say as we move into about, uh, you know, let's get into the point where we're giving, you know, some really some good ideas and opportunities for people to grab onto. What one thing can you do within the next two days that can take you one tiny step further? Right. Mm -hmm. Talking about the small steps. You don't have to climb Mount Everest tomorrow. But what can you do? And Doug, you are a sort of a master at this and helping people with life skills to begin to help them move forward. So what would you share with them in terms of they want to start moving forward? What can they do that are, is not going to paralyze them, you know, to to into, you know, not moving because they're so afraid that it means tomorrow I have to give up all that I work for. I, I agree. And I, you know, I, I'm, I'd like to ask Roz just. How long did it take you to make the transition from Blue Cross Blue Shield to your own business? Ross, you're on mute. Three years. Three years. Okay. That, that's one thing. Uh, you know, I, I, the point three I years. It took three is, years. Yeah. The point I wanted to make is we don't have to say, okay, I'm tired of shift <laughs> and I'm going to do it tomorrow. We don't have to. We should take our time and should plan our exit rather than just jump out there. Um, I, I love Einstein's quote. You know, you can't think about it the same. You, you got to use a different skill set. But let's go back to your courage. I think if I was going to do one thing that I know works and can help people in 24 hours is teach them a real quick skill about how to interrupt the anxious thoughts that are keeping them locked where they are. Mm -hmm. Because anxiety, we you know, we, you're told by the experts mm -hmm. who used to believe the world was flat, by the way, that uh, it's automatic, uncontrollable, and we can't do anything except meds or therapy. Well, they're absolutely dead wrong. Uh, anxiety is conscious process. We create it, and since we create it, we can stop it. Mm -hmm. And what, you know, what stopping the anxiety can do for somebody is allow them the time to look at something more clearly mm -hmm. instead of, I hate this job, I'm gonna get the hell out of here, to this job serves a purpose temporarily. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it's going to get me. It may take me a year. It may take me two to do the research and get meet the people and get the experience and everything. But when I transition, it's transition. It's not jumping off a cliff. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love the fact that it is a transition and that these the anxiety is caused by your own thought pattern, right? Sure. So you are thinking it and that means you started it and you can stop it, which exactly. is such an empowering thing so and what you're talking about is reframing right and so you know one of the aspects of 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 that that i love is that you can choose i can use to look at the glass half full i can choose to look at the glass half empty however um you know one of my amazing mentors says you're missing the point the glass is refillable right so it doesn't matter if it's half full or half empty Catherine uh, has a question for you Doug she says please give an example of a five-year-old skill we may be using and how we could upgrade it to become happier and if you guys have questions please throw those out there we're happy to uh, respond to okay um since we learn our skills with relationships, choices, and and our negative emotions, you know, a five-year-old looks at, uh, let's say that the five-year-old's mentors, their examples for emotion for relationships were two really stressed out, competitive individuals that didn't have time for the kid. Now, what, what is the child going to think relationships are about? Ignoring each other and going to work. You see, and if we don't, if we don't understand that those mm. skills actually are driving our choices now, and that we can need to upgrade those skills, we need to bring different skills. Because, like just like Roz, she needed to develop an entirely new skill set in order to empower her transition. We all do. If we want to be free, if we want to be comfortable, if we want to be happy we need the skills that we need to learn to quit being unhappy mm-hmm. and i i want to go back to that reframing actually reframing is is kind of and it works if you do it religiously but what i'm talking about is interrupting the thought process that will generate anxious mm-hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. when you start feeling anxious then you mm-hmm. look around and if there's danger you run but if it's not danger, you know it's just coming from here. And in the interruption, you have an opportunity to choose to think about something else. So choose to think about something neutral or a pleasant memory. Mm-hmm. To focus on the task that you were interrupted in doing. So you you actually don't have to reframe it. You just don't create it. It's kind of like a fire. If you don't start the fire, you don't have to put it out. <laughs> so it's sort of like when 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 you tell someone that you know what every time I bang my head on this wall that hurts and so you said well stop doing that yeah that's exactly right absolutely oh that was awesome so so what strategies can people begin to use to make this shift to one of the points that I didn't want to lose earlier I think Stephanie brought it up was momentum. Right. And, and I believe momentum has a huge amount of power in our lives, because when we can begin to see progress, when we can see that we can make small things happen, when we can get small bankable successes, that is sort of adding to your, like, wow, I can do this. Okay, that, was, that wasn't too much. Now let me take the next step. So now let me take the next step. So, Marae, how do people begin to take actions and build momentum so that we know, as Rob said, it is a process. You are not going to wake up and fall into your dream life tomorrow. That's not the goal. One thing is to dare doing something that you're scared of because that's what's going to, you know, help you to get, you know, this confidence and continue to build the momentum. Because if you start to do something that you're scared of when you eventually able to uh, to do it, 
then it gives you, you know, this confidence and this uh, this positivity that you need to keep going and and uh, and and really always, you know, try to become the best, you know, the best version of yourself and learn, you know, new things and uh, challenge yourself to, you know, to to step out of this uh, this comfort zone where you you're completely stuck. And uh, and also help your, your your mind to to really you know look at things from a, a growth point of view more than you know looking at the lack or the danger or the fear and I, and I think that's that's a good strategy to uh, to to have. I love that growth point of view um, because it it is a way of thinking about it and something that you know um, we know they say that. What is it? They say 80 to 90 percent of what we do is based on habit. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the, that's a, also a part of that also speaks to some of what you were saying is that these habits that we have that we don't even realize we have. You may not even realize that you have a habit of thinking that you're stuck. You may not realize that you have a habit of just getting angry about things. You may not realize that you have these habits because you're comfortable, right? You've been doing them for a long time. It doesn't feel unusual for you. So being able to step outside of that, um, Susan says, my modern guru, Mr. McKee, <laughs> Dean, the modern guru, that's very cool. It's so, such an honor to have the modern guru on the Coffee with Rhonda show. And, and I also wanted to, I also wanted to add that, you know, we, I mean, at work, we do audits. And, uh, and, and it's also good sometimes as, you know, as human beings to do an audit of our own life and see, okay, where are we? Where do we stand? What do we need? What are the gaps? And, you know, and, and try to look at it more that way instead of, you know, um, being scared and sitting there and thinking that, you know, things are just going to, you know, ju just let uh, life happen. Because this audit is really important for us to understand where we are, who we are, and then step to the next level. I love that. So uh, what did Obama teach us? Hope is not a strategy, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Something like that. You, you actually need to break strategy. So, so Roz, one of the things Marae is, is bringing forward is the need to be honest with ourselves. As you know, we can lie to ourselves with the best of them, right? I can tell myself, oh, it's fine. Things are, yeah, sure, it's fine. But really, they're not fine. They're not fine because you're not happy. You're not doing what you want to do. You don't have the freedom you want to have. You don't have the options and you don't have the flexibility and you may not have the money. So it is not fine. Stop pretending that it is. So something that I heard earlier was, you cannot solve a problem that you are not willing to admit exists. Exactly. True. Right? You cannot solve a problem you are not willing to admit exists. Mm -hmm. So if you want to just keep saying things are fine, the importance of this, now let me just clarify this. This is not about beating yourself up, right? Mm -hmm. that, that is not the intent. The intent is to place yourself and your mind in the position to work for you, to help you solve the issues and the things that are facing you. It can't do that if you continue to convince it that things are fine. Exactly. Right? So that's that's not how this game works. So you've got to be open enough, not beating yourself up. And this is not about why you are where you are. So let's put that out there. This is not about, oh, let's go through the 15-year journey. And oh, screw it. That's, you need, need therapy. If you want to do that, you can go to a therapist. I'm not a therapist, I'm a coach. So coaches are forward facing, therapists are backward facing, not going back there. So I'm only talking about where you are today, right now and moving forward, right? Yeah. And so being honest with yourself and saying, Rob, I don't wanna tell anybody, I don't wanna admit to myself that it ain't okay. How do I do that? How do I, how do I navigate that in, in myself? Sometimes you don't have to say it. You could be, you know, people can tell. People can tell when things aren't going well with you. Now, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people, when things are going on or 
or if something is going wrong that they've done, they don't want to be accountable. They want someone else, you know, well, I'm not going to say anything about it. It's going to fix itself. Well, mm -hmm. if you don't fix a flat tire, you're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, right. you have to have accountability. Some of us want Daytona Speedway results. But if it goes too fast, we are not we can't handle the results of the Daytona Speedway and we're calling the Coast Guard to save us. <laughs> so we have to understand. We have to understand that if something comes too fast, are we ready for it? Right. But if we take the time and go through the process and then one thing, you, you, you know, go through the process and, and allow ourselves to get prepared, to get ready, to take those knocks, to take those bumps, to take those bruises. And so that the Coast Guard don't have to save us. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing, y'all know one of my favorite words that I have learned is no. So, you, know, you know, something you want to implement? No, 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 no. <laughs> It don't cost you nothing. You don't have to return it. It's not the wrong color. You don't have to call customer service. The word no. And the word no, you're telling people, I'm setting boundaries. I'm not going to do this. I'm not like, going to let you cross that line. No, 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 no. You can implement that today. You can put that on your calendar. You can put that on the first thing on your to-do list. Is the word no, yeah. no, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and 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 I'm telling you, in the last five years, no has been wonderful. Now I've also had to say no to myself as well to others. Now I've mm -hmm. had to say no to myself, so it goes both ways. No, I can't drive in a Daytona speed Daytona 500 speedway because I'm not a race car driver. Mm -hmm. I know my limitations. Am I going to go get that training to do that? Hell no, because <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> and, and those are the type of things you have to realize. You have to realize that, okay, am I really going to do this? Or is it just a dream and I'm going to get a ticket and go to the race? You know, uh, you know, do I, you know, do I want to be a jockey? No, I'm gonna get a ticket to the Kentucky Derby and just watch them run around the circle. Right. There's something that I, you know, I just want to experience. And then there's some things in life I want to do. And you have mm -hmm. to understand which one you have to understand which one. But like I said, something that we can use immediately, the word no. And if you don't know how to do it, contact me and I'll show yeah, you how to do it. <laughs> Give well, us a call. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely love that. I, I love that. I don't know how many times I have asked, you know, since I work with nurses and I have for 50 years, you know, I, I, I get to know girls fairly well and I, I listen to what their eyes are telling me and, you know, and they're complaining about just, you know, things. And, and I say, does your head go this way? And they go, <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to say no. They just don't. And that's, uh, Roz, that's amazing. It is the power of, I will decide for myself. Thank you. Yeah. We don't teach, we don't teach how to say no. Mm -hmm. We just don't. And so as a consequence, it is one of those skills, Doug, that we don't have from our childhood, right? It, we don't have it. It's one of those ones that we have to bring in as adults, we have to learn that we can't say yes. And, and I love the quote by Maria. Maria said, no is a full sentence. But we have to go back because Stephanie had a question. She said, where does lying to ourselves and using positive affirmations cross paths? That's a really good question. Yeah, that's a really good question because they're not the same. You know, it's not the same. When I consider lying to myself, to me, what that is, is de the denying the existence of something that you absolutely know is full and present and all of that in your life, right? And this is something like, for instance, my job sucks. If my job sucks, then it is what it is. And I need to be able to acknowledge that so that I can plan an exit, right? Mm -hmm. Not so that I can beat myself up about taking a lousy job. Uh, affirmations are designed to project forward. Affirmations are designed to say, this is what I really want in my life. It's designed to attract, right? It's designed to get you into a state of mind, into an energy state. You all are, have heard of the law of attraction. 
And so the law of attraction says that what you put out there is what you get back. So if your job mm -hmm. sucks and you are in the negative frame of work, 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 this is terrible, this is all I got to do all day, what are you attracting? What's the energy state? Everything in life is energy. We don't have time. We need a whole nother show to go into it. But everything is energy, right? So that's an energy and a vibration that you're putting out there because you're always in this negative space. What affirmations help do is they help you to shift your energy so that you can begin attracting those positive, more beneficial outcomes in your life that you want to see. So I hope that was helpful, um, Stephanie. Um, and then Mont, Mont, Monty is out there. Hey, Monty. He's giving you big ups, Roz. He was just enjoying your conversation. So let's continue with as we go to our last round. Gosh, where did the time go? If we're at an hour already, that's really crazy. So let's give some additional strategies that people can begin using today. I want to design my life. I am in a place that I want to begin to shift to something different. Um, what what should I do? What can I do that's not going to scare the living daylights out of me? Uh, so much so that I don't do anything. So, um, Marae, let's come to you. Uh, Roz, we'll check back in and see if you have any final thoughts for you. And then Doug will end with you. And then as we end with you, you can share if there is a way that you want folks to um, get in touch with the guru if they want to learn more about what the guru does. So, Marae, let's, let's start with you. So uh, an additional strategy is, uh, so obviously we, we talked a lot about, you know, our own, you know, what we, we can do. But the other part is what do people see? Because that's, that's also a good feedback to have. We really have, you know, this feedback and try to reconcile with what you have and what you've learned from yourself. And, and, and really take the step based on that, because I think uh, there's there so many angles that, you know, we can look at things. So obviously you being in the box, you don't, you don't see what's going out. So it's also good to have this out of the box, you know, uh, feedback mm -hmm. and understand how it fits with what you think. And then it gives you a little a boost in a way to to try to frame you know things in a way that where you're going to be in a way that would be comfortable for you to really go to the next level of your growth or your your greatness or whatever you want to call it awesome thank you so much Marie. that's awesome so i hope you guys out there are taking notes especially during this segment you're going to get some good stuff as we wrap up the show. So, Roz, any final thoughts from you on um, steps people can take to begin to shift from where they are to creating a life they love? Of course, you know, I have something to say. You know, we internally, what we do internally shows up externally. If we overeat, we, we have land expansion. If we don't take care of our body, you know, right? We have to we have to go to the bigger clothes. So you know there's accountability with that. So if we don't if we don't if we overeat we get bigger clothes. We got to go to the doctor, you know, all that stuff, right? So that's mm -hmm. internally. So we have to take care of internally. Now on the outside, what are we attracting on the outside? So the inside and the outside work together. Let's go back to the debate for the other night, and I just just bring it up. Now I'm not talking about one side or the other. I want to talk about the fly that got more attraction than the two candidates. Now, in the law of attraction, flies are normally attracted to a certain type of thing. We don't want to have that. We don't want flies on us. So you have to do stuff externally for not for that not to happen. That's my final word. <laughs> Only in America. And and sometimes, Ray, what happens in America needs to stay in America. Exactly. What happened in America stays in America. Don't bring it over here to Australia. Thank you. Keep it up there. We don't want it. Hilarious. Okay, guys. So, Doug, are you at a point where you can speak? Heavens. 
Crowds are amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I, I, I want to I want to go back to what you said, the thing that actually triggered you to make the transition. And it was what you experienced when you got involved in service. Okay. Because service is one of who, whoever is going to lead must serve. Mm-hmm. Period. And when we serve, we get some, such amazing mm. feedback because we're basically meeting one of the three needs we have as human beings. Everything else is in one. We have food, shelter, and nurturing. Uh, we have to eat. We have to shelter. We have to love in order to be loved. We have to nurture in order to be nurtured. And so that's what you felt, and that's what you're doing. That's what we all started doing as nurses. You know, we, we nurtured. And the, the feedback is amazing. I mean, it, it really gives us a good sense of life. Um, and I would, if, if I were going to, since I get the closing shot, I would say inspect all of your relationships, every one of them, you know, not only people, but things. Because, you know, 95% of our problems come from within our relationships to either people or things or people and things. And just take a look at them. And do they help you meet your needs? Do they make you feel warm and fuzzy? Do they serve your purpose? Do they serve an expansion? And I'm not talking about flame expansion. Um, Do they serve your purpose? Do they serve your life? Do they evolve your life and benefit the planet? And if they don't, get rid of it. Wow, that's very, very powerful if they're not serving you. Um, then it's time to remove it from your life and yes. shift in a direction where you do feel like you're able to love and nurture and to serve and to serve effectively. So, um, you know, before I give uh, my final comments, um, Cheryl joined us. Hey, Cheryl, great to see you. And Jeffrey, <laughs> Jeffrey said, hooray. <laughs> so everybody hold up their cup and give it a smile before I give my final comments because I keep forgetting it. Oh, Marae doesn't have her cup. Oh. Raj, you got your cup? All right, Mariah, you got to do the fake cup thing like we did before. All right, that'll be our post-production shot. So, you know, one thing that I just want to close with is think about your life where you want it to be. If money was not an issue, if time was not an issue, if location was not an issue, think about your life. And what I want you to do is I want you to create a... Um, a dream life statement, right? Create a dream life statement. And in that dream life statement, you're saying, forget about any restrictions, any limitations. If you could design the life that you want, then just go ahead and jot that down. I want you to write it on paper. I want you to say, this is in my dream life. I would live, would it be the city? Would it be by the ocean? Would it be in the mountains? In my dream life, I would have this type of work interaction. Do you want to work around people? Do you want to work remotely where you just do lots of virtual interactions? You know, I would, uh, my financial situation would look like this, right? Write it out. Don't be afraid to choose a number. It doesn't matter. Don't be afraid to go big, right? This is your dream life. You get to make the decisions here. And it's okay. You don't have to justify it to anyone. Right? In my dream life, you know, I can spend this much time with my friends and my family and my grandchildren and all of that fun stuff, right? And so um, if you are out there and you are trying to figure out where do I go, how do I design my life, start with writing a dream life statement. It'll give you some clues. Here's what it will do. It will give you some clues to which way and which things will attract you and which things you want to stay away from. If you say that you want to have a life that's um, like, my sister loves being location independent, right? If you say you want to have a life that is location independent, then working at this office building up the street as fabulous as a company as they are is contrary to what you really, really want to do, right? So use your dream life design statement as sort of a beacon that will help you navigate towards that place. And then secondly, you've got to be willing to take the action. 
nobody can create your dream life but you. You have to own it and you, have, you can make mistakes and it's okay. Life is a continuous experiment. Right, so uh, all your things. I want to thank everyone for joining. Uh, Jeffrey said, great program. In fact, if you haven't shared the program, if you loved it, if you enjoyed it, please like, share it so others can enjoy it as well. Cheryl said she's drinking spring water today. Thank you so much. And she said that she can share it as well. Mom joined the show. Hey, Mom, great show as usual, ladies. That was a very welcome and enlightening guest. This is truly my mom on the last show. They're like, is that your mom? I'm like, yeah, my mom rocks. She's out there watching the show. It's awesome. And then Cheryl said, thank you for this show's dedication to the betterment of all people. Um, and Catherine says, this has been wonderful. I feel so free and empowered. Thank you so much. Love and joy. Thank you for tuning in. For all of you out there, our hope and our goal every time when we are here with you, spending time with you, is to help you remember to stay positive, be empowered, always express gratitude and appreciation for what is in your cup. For everybody out there, we will see you next time. For all of my panels, stay tuned for just a moment. For everyone else, we look forward to seeing you all back here with us next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.